Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome back to Nerdificent, another week, another episode. I am one of your hosts, Danny Fernandez, and sitting across from me is your boy, the one, the only. I couldn't think of anything that rhymes with only Iffy Wadi Way. How's everybody I thought that was, doing? I thought that was good enough. Yeah, are you literally the only Iffy Wadi Way? Uh, uh, maybe. There's a strong, I've, I've done searches. I'm not the only Iffy Shakude, but I am the only Iffy Wadi way that I know of, and I was able to snag him before some dork butt. Oh, <laughs> iffy! I had to change my name yeah, to yeah. Danny M. Fernandez, and it ru- it ruined my whole identity. I was originally they they wanted me to change it to Danny Marie, mm-hmm. um, and then I would have been a two name person like yeah. all the two name freaks out there. Uh, shout out to you guys, uh, Jessica Michelle Singleton, who's a yeah. comic, and Aaron Mowley Long, and Christopher Smith Bryant, and Ryan Leslie Fisher, and. Sarah Michelle Geller and all yeah, of the see? yeah, and, but now you're like Michael B. Jordan. I know, and, and Michael uh, J. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's not a bad company to be a part of. True, 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 true. And it's because for y- y'all behind the scenes, your name can't even sound like someone yeah. else's name. So there wasn't even another Danny D. and I, which is my name because it's short for Danielle. It's that it sounded like the boy's name, which is D. A. N. N. Y. Just want to give people that. Doesn't you didn't seem want like... to try and go for Danielle Fernandez? No. <laughs> That's what my mom calls me. <laughs> no, um, I like my short, it's my stage name. It's like my, it's really short and easy. And I wish yeah. I could have at Danny, but um, congrats to the 12-year-old girl that has at Danny that never tweets. I'm oh, yeah, sure it's That's worth, the last like... thing I tweeted uh, Jack about, because when he was like, we're deleting all those uh, locked accounts so they, they don't count for your followers, Um and I think I dropped 50 followers when that happened. And he was like, it's going live now. And I was like, all right, are you doing anything about the people squatting on accounts? Yeah. Like, if he like, has not tweeted, and I'm waiting. And I know there's other iffies out there waiting for it. We check it every day. <laughs> there's other iffies. Yeah, I wonder if I could, like, get a um, – let's call Jamie Jamie Loftus, who's a hacker, <laughs> um, and, and see if uh, – she's not a real hacker. I mean, she wouldn't want me to say that. She is a real hacker. But, like, see, not about hacking, but, like, if they know how to get someone's email and politely ask them if we can buy it. Anyways, welcome to Nerdificent. Today we are covering Image Comics. Yeah, yeah. No, Image Comics is very interesting because I think outside of the big two, which is Marvel and DC, I think I would I would say they're the next popular comic book publisher i mean they they're known for spawn you know and they've that that's actually originally what the walking dead and and uh you know a lot of skybounds comics kind of uh rooted mm-hmm. in was image so so yeah i'd say they're they're the third i would almost go on a limb and say they they're are the third oh they are yeah the third they're, most popular. Yep. Oh, off top i knew it you knew it uh yeah so speaking of they are best known for The Walking Dead, Kingsman, Wanted, Spawn, Savage Dragon, Witchblade, The Darkness, Invincible Saga, 
It's great. And Chew. Oh, Chew is great. Have you ever read it? No. It's basically about this detective who can, like, see the past if he eats it. So, like, he'll have to, like, chew on bodies to, like, see what happened in the crime scene. Last I heard, they were trying to adapt that into a TV show. I think it would work. I feel like that's one of those. That would be a fun procedural uh, that would live on, like, TBS or something. Yeah, for sure. We already have a zombie one. Yeah. People getting eaten, so. So, in December of 1991, a cabal of comic creators, Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, and Jim Lee, Marvel's three biggest artists, informed Marvel president Terry Stewart that the company's policy towards talent were unfair, that creators were not being appropriately rewarded for their work, and that they were leaving, effective immediately. They were also representing creators Eric Larson and Mark Silvestri, who were not present but had met with him the night before. So Ify, that, this was so ballsy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were the top, mm-hmm. the top creators uh, and comic book artists, and I think they knew their power. It's really funny because later in an interview that Mark Silvestri did, he said it wasn't actually that much of a risk because Marvel would take them back in a heartbeat. Yeah. They knew that. Mm-hmm. They needed them. Oh, yeah. And so they just walked away. And they mainly walked away, yeah, for those reasons. They wanted to create something where comic creators could publish their own creation materials without giving up the copyrights to those properties. And they still honor that till this day, which is why Image Comics is one of the kind of best comic book companies to work for if you have the power to kind of push your own brand and own it. And that's the sole reason that Robert Kirkman, uh, Robert Kirkman Skybound exists today because he he basically owns Walking Dead. He was able to then put it under his own umbrella company and do more with it, which like create the TV show and the video games, the Telltale video games and other things like that. So you, you see the power in owning your own property True. versus having it sold off for pennies like Marvel did to the likes of uh, Spider-Man and, and all the other ones that ended up sitting in a semi-cinematic graveyard until the, I guess, about 90s. McFarlane actually said there were no demands of Stewart or Marvel, but they merely informed him they were leaving. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Like, didn't even, like, give him an opportunity. Just, you know, they yeah. were leaving. They gave their reasons why and cautioned Stewart to heed those reasons unless they wanted more people to leave the company. I did want to say on an Image Comics Expo panel, which they did end up having an Image Comics, Expo. 20 years after they had formed Image Comics, Liefeld reiterated that, again, he wasn't upset about leaving Marvel, how he wasn't at all frustrated or disappointed with his tenure at Marvel, as much as the fact that he just more was looking forward to doing new stuff for the future. So, I don't know, it sounds like they didn't necessarily have a... It was kind of more of a business, maybe a passion type of thing. It felt, it feels like it was more like hey, we're doing this thing, and this is why we're doing it. But if you change your policies, you might be able to prevent other top artists from doing this in the future. Yeah. So, But it didn't stop at Marvel. See, the creators had the same meeting with DC Comics the next day. Jim Lee asked Wallace Protasio, who worked on The Punisher, X-Factor, The Uncanny X-Men, to join them as well. Uh, And then the team worked out a deal with a small publisher, Malibu Comics, for production and distribution, and then decided on the title for their new company, recycling a name that Liefeld had originally intended for an aborted self-published venture. On February 1st, 1992, a press release was sent out announcing the formation of Image Comics. Yeah, so it was originally a group of eight creators that founded it. That would include Todd McFarlane, who was known for his work on Spider-Man, Jim Lee for X-Men, uh, Rob Liefeld, who worked on X-Force, Mark Silvestri, who worked on Wolverine, Eric Larson, who did The Amazing Spider-Man, Jim Valentino, who did Guardians of the Galaxy, and Wills Portasio, who did Uncanny X-Men, and uh, also longtime Uncanny X-Men writer Chris Claremont. And this development was nicknamed the Exodus, get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of the people that worked on it. So Marvel's stock fell $3.25 a share when the news became public. And Image's organizing charter had two key provisions. One, Image would not own any creator's work. The creator would. Two, no Image partner would interfere creatively or financially with any other partner's work. Foreshadowing, this would come back in this group 
and image itself would own no intellectual property except the company trademarks, its name, and its logo, which was designed by writer Hank Knowles. Uh, yeah, each image partner founded his own studio, which published under the image banner, but was autonomous from central editorial control. Oh, uh, so so that basically that's what Robert did with Skybound. It seems like uh, uh, Claremont was not part of the partnership, and Portasio withdrew during the formative stages to deal with his sister's illness. So Image originally consisted of six studios: Todd McFarlane Productions, owned by Todd McFarlane, obviously; Wildstorm Productions, owned by Jim Lee. Highbrow Entertainment, owned by Eric Larson. Shadowline, owned by Jim Valentino. Top Cow, we know Top Cow. That's they, they, it seems like they kind of uh, spawned out and they're their own thing now. Top Cow Productions, owned by Mark Silvestri. And Extreme Studios, owned by Rob Liefeld. So this is real cool because I didn't know Top Cow came from Image. Yeah. Because Top Cow now, uh, just so for the image in my head that popped up, they have their own booth at Comic-Con now. And Skybound, the same way. And... It's crazy that and you just see the power of Mm -hmm. why that's such a good thing because it only helps Image because obviously they still have loyalty to Image because they gave them that opportunity. But now they're creating these smaller indie studios that – can just blow up on their own, like Top Cow and now yeah. Skybound. Well, also Todd McFarlane's properties really blew up with oh, yeah. Spawn and Wildstorm as well that Jim Lee did, which he ended up selling, actually. Uh, so we'll get into that. But the first image comic books to arrive in stores were Liefeld's Young Blood, Larson's The Savage Dragon, McFarlane's Spawn, and Lee's Wildcats. Did you ever watch the Wildcats? Uh, animated series? I did not. Actually, I I think I did. I'm going I'm to look it up real quick. And it's funny, out of this starting lineup, the only one I can't remember is Savage Dragon. I remember Youngblood. Same. I remember Spawn and Wildcat. When I look it up, I'm sure I'm going to remember it. But yeah. Savage Dragon was also an animated show as well. Really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? But yeah. I think a lot of people, so we've said this before, but Ify and I were born the same year. That's why we're so perfect together. If <laughs> and I were both born in 88 and uh, we love all of our fans of all ages, but it's really funny because I think people forget that. Sometimes they'll be like, you didn't watch it on its original run? I was like, no, actually my parents had not conceived me yet. <laughs> um, so I didn't watch Star Wars originally in theaters, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I remember Wildcats because I remember the dude with the Deadpool-esque mask hanging off, but he, but but the top, his hair was blonde, so you knew he had blonde hair. I was like, that's the cool guy. That was my favorite, of course, because any guy in the 90s, it, but also like the main character like uh, or the hero, he had his hair coming up. That was like the 90s were the mm-hmm. time where you had those masks <laughs> yeah. where your hair would poof out the top. Yes. I love it. That's and you kind had of making so many a comeback. Buckles, belts, and well, bags. Yes, that was very popular for that image was Liefeld's yeah. jam. That was his jam, and popped up a lot in a lot of the image comics. So, but because of they were so passionate, these creators were so passionate behind this project, and it was their project that they really put their heart and soul into it. And their series sold in numbers that no publisher other than Marvel, DC, or Valiant Comics had achieved in years since the market's decline back in the 1970s. So within a few months, the image title success led to Malibu having almost 10% of the North American comics market share. A few months. That's how... Powerful they were that they could leave and start their own comic book company and take off. Also, we I want to say that this is the 90s coming off of the 70s, which had a huge boom in like the value of comics from that era. That's true. And That's so true. you had people who were trying to always get like what would be the new thing that's going to be valuable in the future so you you had that on your side too um which actually led to the overproduction of comics and the 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 unnecessary deaths of certain characters <laughs> to really drive people to the stands to try and buy it are you talking about Black superman uh, actually i was going to talk about uh when johnny storm died oh, okay. uh, a few a uh, few years back that was just over 
over-marketed, it was black-bagged, and then he came back later. So Same with Superman. It was mm-hmm. Return of the Superman. only person who's died for a long period of time, and I think I mentioned this in the early episode, was Jean Grey. And it was because they realized they they made a broken character. When you make someone like the Phoenix God, you're like, oh, we got to get rid of this. Because part of me was like, oh, man, that sucks that Jean Grey is the, uh, like, is the only one. But then when you thought about it, you're like, oh... Yeah, they made her broken. She can bring people back to life. She can end life with a snap. They, they're they like, oh, man. But, right. I mean, you could have just pulled just that out of her scene. and had another female character. But, you know, comics. Yeah, but you made a good point, Iffy, that this was a time when people were starting to collect first edition. Like, they were collecting comic books for financial reasons. They were kind of shifting from trading cards, because that was mm-hmm. a thing that was really popular with trading cards now, to comics. So by the beginning of 1993, Image's financial situation was secure enough to publish its titles independently, and they left Malibu. They're telling all these people, "We don't need you anymore." <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, it. Seems like I that's the it. whole business model was like, get good enough to be on your feet and run on your own and do your thing. Yeah. Go, 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 Top Cow. Run, run for the hills. You go, Skybound. You could do it. Todd McFarlane Productions. Go, go. Wait, wait. Why are you making that movie with Michael Jai White? I know he's great, but somehow, how, how did you make it crappy? You know what? Actually, a lot of people like that movie. I, I was gonna, I was gonna walk that back and say. I actually really enjoyed the Spawn uh, and the HBO animated series, yes. which was too hot for me to watch. But you know who snuck up and watched it? Put it on a VHS, yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was good. But the, I I wanted to put an asterisk next to uh, trading cards. We're not coming for baseball cards, but don't think we're sleeping on trading card games. We're coming for your Magic the Gatherings. I, I spent too much money on Magic the Gathering for me not to talk about it on this. And we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! And we're talking about Pokemon, which, uh, you know, in the Nerdificent Discord, people were asking, you know, what is the second popular trading card game? And, like, people were, like, jokingly, like, oh, Pokemon, you actually, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh-huh. still have very right. active tournaments to this day. Uh, but we'll save that for that episode. If I need to tell you that Mark, Mark Ellis, uh, oh, yeah. another ho- he has a pack. He just looked. His pack of uh, Magic the Gathering cards are worth 30000 or something. <sighs> I was like, hi. But he is so, you know, Mark, he's yeah. so, like, chill. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'll just they'll sell them sometime. I'm like, no, you got to do it now. Yeah. Mark, please. Because it, the, the, it, it is crazy. And take us to Hawaii. <laughs> um, it is worth more unopened than open. Because if you open it and right. it's a dud, you get nothing. Right. Somebody will spend that money <laughs> and hope they get a Black Lotus. Yeah. All right. So with all this happening, uh, of course, Marvel suffered greatly. The sudden death of talent would eventually lead up to the company's famous bankruptcy in 1996. Jim Valentino said although Image got blamed for it, the decline in bankruptcy actually started back when they were at Marvel, which I would agree with. Like I was saying, there just in and like we said before this, they were on a decline to begin mm-hmm. with. It wasn't necessarily Image. Image was just the new hotness. At the same time. And Image Comics became one of the most popular imprints of the mid-90s. Yeah, nothing to me says 90 comics like Image. I wouldn't say Marvel. I wouldn't say, I'm sorry, I won't say Marvel. Marvel's 90s comics were Image because you saw that spawn. You saw the buckles, young bloods, bloodshot at the time, Valiant in the picture. Like, those were 90s comics to me. I wasn't thinking about those guys yet. I mean, they were still on the stands because they're mainstay. But if, if I had to scream out one, it probably would be Image. And every single book that came out of Image's first era was covered in visors and blood and claws and boob. Yeah, intended for kids nurtured on nerd rage with desperate mat machismo. Which, yeah, that's 90s. There was Witchblade, a comic about a gauntlet that pairs onto a female host, giving them superpowers and tearing off their clothes till till they, they were basically just... Uh, if you don't know what Witchblade is, I would suggest Googling it. Not at work, but it, <laughs> it's... It, well, oh, actually, got, it was I, a live-action TV show. Yeah, on, uh, but it TNT. was very toned down. Because I remember tuning mm-hmm. in to be like, oh, "Are they sure. gonna? Are they gonna which play? Which play?" Yeah, they did not. Right. But do you remember J Lo's famous VMAs uh, outfit mm-hmm. that go, that kind of split down the middle? That imagine that, but like cool '90s uh, semi-metal tentacles type looking thing. That's Witchblade. Yeah, yeah. Also a good cosplay. Oh yeah. 
So by the mid-1990s, image series such as Spawn and The Savage Dragon had proven themselves as lasting successes, the former frequently topping the sales charts for months in which new issues came out, while new series such as Wild Storm's Jen and Top Cow's Witchblade and The Darkness were also successful, Image had become the third largest comics publisher in North America. Wow. That quickly. That quickly. In The Darkness, too, I remember lasted because this is like the mid 90s and i think on um, the mid uh aughts the 2000s they had that darkness game came out and that was like everyone was like freaking out about it at the time i was was unaware of the comic and i didn't know why people were so hyped on it but it was because people were like oh this comic book video game is coming out and it's like super broody and dark i mean it's literally called the darkness so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> So during this time, they were still in this like honeymoon phase for them. They also kind of were celebrities now. It's oh, yeah. so weird. Like we see this now with, a, but typically it's not necessarily the comic book creators or even like the VO actors or whatever of the series. It's normally, you know, Hugh Jackman or whoever, you know, not for this time, but like whoever was playing the character it wasn't necessarily the behind the scenes people, but they became like celebrities. Uh, they actually had a book signing appearance at Golden Apple Comics in Los Angeles uh, as the first image comics were coming out. And Liefeld appeared on the front page of the LA Times. There were TV cameras. There were helicopters. There were police brought in for crowd control. They said as many as 2,000 fans. Uh, Liefeld said by the time we got to the Chicago Comic Con, we were just riding the wave yeah. of it. They actually, yeah, this this I would say is very much their their honeymoon phase before yeah. the drama. That's it. The drama if, you, if, if someone ever uses the honeymoon phase, you know that it has to end. And when the drama comes, it gets quite spicy. So let's get to the drama after these messages. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Welcome back, everyone. I'm trying that out, and it did not like it. Wait, I can do it. <laughs> Boo, back. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that might be the new thing. Our producers are like trying. One of them's very disappointed, and the other one's giggling. <laughs> so, so just a split, split reaction. But let's get into this drama that popped off. See, I am a messy boy who loves the drama. I love so, the pettiness that yeah. is involved with these men. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets petty as hell. I love it. I forgot what I was doing, but I was doing something petty to a friend. <laughs> and I was with one of my female friends, and she remarks, she's like, see, people say 
women are petty, but man, I was like, oh, you don't. You it's have the no ego. clue. You have yeah. no clue. You have no clue. Did you see how uh, someone financed Hulk Hogan's case against Gawker? Because that—that that is the pettiness that only comes from rich men. Let's not even get started on what might be coming in the future from such Whoa. the likes of Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> he has too much money and too much male pettiness. It can only go bad. Uh, but let's get into the drama. <laughs> The partners had little business or management experience, and many series quickly fell behind their intended publishing schedule. As the issue shipped weeks and even several months late, fans' interest tended to wane and left retailers with inventory they couldn't sell when it arrived. In response, retailers cut orders to reduce the risk. This significantly hurt the studios, which were each responsible for their own cash flow and profitability. Some issues of Liefeld's Young Bloods arrived nine months late. That's a baby. Yeah. Someone straight up was like, I can't read this. I have to take care of my baby. <laughs> I thought I was going to jam out on my last. Yeah. Here's the thing. These men were so great and talented and powerful that they could leave their respective. One, they could leave their respective studios like uh, Marvel and DC and know that they would still take them back. But two, they were at the heart of it artists. They weren't businessmen. So they weren't trained on the business side. That has to do with printing, shipping, logistics, and then accounting. On, yeah. And then on top of that, deadlines. you do have, yeah, the deadlines are the hardest thing. Like, I mean, if you, if, if, if you want to know how hard deadlines are, ask Kevin Smith. I love you, but man, can you not <laughs> drop yeah. a comic on time? Like, it's, it's just, it seems so simple. But when you really think about it, if you think about the time it takes to complete a comic, right? up the script getting it pencil inked and colored you have to do that in the span of a month if you if you if you get a head start normally you you could buffer that but most times i imagine guys like image the rising popularity you you're doing it you're going mm -hmm. month to month mm -hmm. and that's a lot of moving parts to get something done on the deadline so yeah it's going to be rough and uh What's also rough, too, is since everyone has their own business, some people might be feeling the hurt while yep. others aren't. Yep. And if you're all under the same banner, you might be wondering what the heck is going on. So basically, Larry Martyr, who is a cartoonist and writer, was brought on to literally manage the artists so they can finish on time and became Image's executive director. So that's that's their solution. They're like, and you know what? I respect that. Sometimes you just need to bring somebody in of to course. rein it all in. And I yeah. think that's the downfall of a lot of people. Like when you're already on top, you have a wave. You're like, I don't need no boss. Oh my gosh. Iffy, tangent to this. Did you read the, this came out months ago, but did you read the Johnny Depp uh, Rolling Stone? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. We Holy talked about crap. it on the Daily Zeitgeist. He needed like, oh, I'll say this. I'll say what, uh, and I always have to give credit to Kurt because he brought it up on the episode, but you just saw the effect of um, – because his sister used to take care of all his finances and everything like that. And they had a falling out when he refused to get a prenup before he married Amber, Amber Heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see what happens when he does not have that control. You see that she really was the one keeping mm -hmm. it all together for him. And now he's just on this uh, downward spiral. Uh, anyways, read that if you want to see how people <laughs> throw their lives away. So then they image comics – they kind of had a semi-breakup. Yeah. And everybody tells the story differently. Liefeld in the So Much Damage documentary, which I highly recommend. It's on Sci-Fi Wire. I think you can actually YouTube it and watch it. It's a documentary on the history of Image Comics. He said, and I quote, that they were ruthlessly competitive, that the men were ruthlessly competitive. It makes sense. I mean, they're all in their own ways, these great creators, and- on the subject of how Liefeld went from being the unifying force that brought the image partners together to launch a comic line to being the unifying force that brought the image partners together to kick him out of the company, <laughs> Larry Martyr said, there is a Rashomon aspect to all of this. Everybody perceives what happened from their own point of view, though we probably all share bits and pieces and our perspectives are very emotional. Disagreements between the partners began to develop. 
Several of the partners complained that Liefeld was using his position as CEO of Image to promote and perhaps even to financially support Maximum Press, a publishing company that Liefeld operated separately from Image. Silvestri withdrew Top Cow from Image in June of 1996, although he retained his partnership in the company, protesting that Liefeld was recruiting artists from his studio, including the highly popular Michael Turner, who was doing the art on Witchblade. Which, like, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I can see how that can be a total different POV thing where life is like, look, we're all image. I could take your art, mm -hmm. you know, and it's we're just supporting the brand. He's like, nah, you're doing whack and you're taking my hotness. That is what Liefeld said. He said, quote, people were grabbing other people's talent at this time. Yeah. Quote. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I don't see what, it's, uh, but this is what we were all doing. Yeah, so Larry Martyr said Liefeld was making an increasing number of business decisions that were counterproductive to being a business partner. The other five partners discussed ousting Liefeld from the company. In early September, Liefeld issued a press release stating he was resigning his position at Image and leaving the group. Nearly simultaneously, <laughs> the Image partners issued a press release stating that they had fired Rob Liefeld. This is the petty part. Yeah, oh this yeah. Is the Part. His resignation came only minutes before the second meeting that would have forced him out anyways. Oh, my gosh. I it, love it. And it, Yeah. Oh. Spiciness. And then so Liefeld gave up his share of the company and moved all his publishing ventures into a new company, Awesome Comics, and Silvestri subsequently returned Top Cow to Image. Wow. So that... Mm-hmm. That move right there is really the icing on top to where it's like, all right, Top Cow's not a part of this as long as life felt here. Oh, he's gone? We're bringing Top Cow back. Yeah, you know, it's really fascinating when I was watching this documentary that they do seem, you know, they've gotten over it. It's it's kind of, I mean, I, I can't fully speak for them. From what I could tell when they were asked about it and when Liefeld was asked about it, it seems that they were all just like, yeah, it was a thing that happened. Oh, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where if you're still successful and you move past it, it doesn't bug you as much. I feel like slights bug you more if you feel like that might have been your downfall if oh, you fall yeah, yeah, behind. Yeah. Like, for yeah. example, when that story that, uh, what was it, Ari Shafir beating up Bobby Lee because... Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard it? So no. Ari Shafir was dating someone who was on Mad TV with Bobby Lee. Okay. And when they broke up... Ari thought that Bobby, like, introduced her to this guy that she ended up leaving him for. So Ari drives to the comedy store the hell? and beats up Bobby Lee at the comedy store. And they were like, when that story was told, they're sitting next to each other laughing about it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, they're both still good in their careers. And so they're, they can look back on it and laugh. Whereas if, you know, that would have led to Bobby, like not being on Matt TV and then being like just this unemployed comic. Losing an yeah. Eye. yeah. Yeah. He probably would have still been salty about it i think you can look back on the yeah. junk when you're still good yeah maybe because they came, it, they came out on top yeah because that's also what happened with them with marvel is they left but they were like oh no we're still cool with them yeah we're just not gonna do we're gonna do our own thing we're big mm -hmm. enough now so I, th I think that i agree uh jim lee sold wildstorm and its characters to dc comics in 1999 Citing a desire, this makes sense though. He cited cited a desire to exchange his responsibilities as a publisher for the opportunity to do more creative work. I think that's what all of them wanted to do in general. They just yeah. wanted to do it on their terms. Exactly. And I think it was frustrating for them that now they had to control every aspect, the business side of it, when all they really want to do is just create. A hundred percent. So uh, Lee though was the biggest market share. For Image Comics, Wildstorm had the most books, so this was a big deal. Oh, wow. At the time, probably wasn't too Liefeld happy about that. and Lee both left. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's two big chunks leaving. But they were flourishing in other mediums because Wildcats had an animated show. Savage Dragon had one as well. Spawn had its 1997 movie with Todd McFarlane. And then the HBO animated series I was talking about that was mad spicy. Then... Like you mentioned, Witchblade had its live-action show on TNT. So uh, Lee and Liefeld were gone. Jim Valentino became a publisher and started bringing in things that weren't superhero-oriented. Uh, and I think that's uh, cool. It's a breath of fresh air. I think it was in perfect time, too, because I feel like by the end of the 90s, people were a little burnt out on capes. <laughs> yeah, and so we'll talk about some of those comics that he brought in right after the break. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. And we're back. So yes, yeah, so things were changing at Image yeah. Comics. In fact, actually Image Comics like their focus was changing. They were oh, trying yeah. to move with Jim Valentino now being on top of kind of helping decide what was going to be made there. He wanted to move away from superhero oriented comics, which was heavily saturated, still heavily saturated, but oh, yeah. uh, not as much. And he actually brought on Powers, mm-hmm. which is a very popular comic that was by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis is a, a big name. Brian mm-hmm. Michael Bendis is who created Miles Morales. It was because of him. And he said he did it specifically because of the Donald Glover interview where he said he wanted to be Spider-Man. And then he got a isn't ton of so racist. so fascinating? Yeah. Like, like it, it's... I mean, not the racist thing. Yeah. How, isn't it... Fa- I mean... Isn't it fascinating that that interview, we now have Miles Morales and he now yeah. has a movie. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And it's crazy, too, because that's why I'll always have a respect for Brian Michael Bendis, because he saw a person of color speak out about something that he wanted and he just did it. He was like, yeah, why not? You're right. And I think so much good just comes from that, of someone having the power to make the change that, you know, some people might be like, why Why do you need to make Spider-Man black? Oh, cool. Uh, well, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, actually, I do know. Because the reason Spider-Man is the biggest hero, hands down, is because he his face is completely covered. So anyone can be Spider-Man. For sure. Spider-Man was an everyman. That is why across cultures, everyone liked Spider-Man because anyone could have been Spider-Man because there was a mask covering. You don't get that with Batman because enough of his face has shown that you know that he is Caucasian. Same thing for Superman, everything else. So that's why Spider-Man became popular. So to make it seem like as if like his the the fact that he he's white is this huge thing, it's not true because his biggest moments are mm-hmm. when he's wearing that mask. And when he's wearing that mask, you don't know who he is. So for just one issue, one in one universe or one line to know that someone under that mask looks like you right. is a big Big moment, and you've seen a lot of change and a lot of excitement in kids when Brian Michael Bendis did create that character. That's so fascinating. I was on a panel with uh, Juan Manuel Roca, who does comics on comics, and I've been on several panels with him. And he was talking about in Star Wars that he we had to say our favorite characters, and he said Darth Vader. 
And I was like, oh, you're like, you know, bad. You got some evil in you. He was like, no, that was the only character that I could pretend to be because I could, you know, he wore a mask so I could be under that mask. Yeah. I didn't really relate to the other characters. Yeah. Uh, It's just so fascinating. Also, like, who gets to pass on that mantle? That's the thing about Spider-Man is that when you're in a costume, anyone could be under it. Anyone could could have that mantle passed on to them. And these characters are not immortal. Yeah. So they they do have other other young people picking up picking up the mantle. But yeah, so Brian Michael Bendis created powers. It helped shift. Yeah, yeah totally. That's a, just a complete tangent on uh, Brian Michael Bendis and also why he's a get. I think that's what I originally started with and then just went to the things I like about him. But yes, he made powers. Sorry. No, no, no. He uh, he helped shift the image of image. Really. Yeah. So Powers was a police procedural. It's not like anything they had done before. The series followed the lives of two homicide detectives that were assigned to investigate cases involving people with superhuman abilities or powers. Yeah, and it eventually got adapted into a TV show that was on the PlayStation uh, Now network. And it was doing pretty well for it to be like on a hard network like that. And then we have the OG Triple OG guy who I, you know, really brought image Back on the map in mm-hmm. a big way, Robert Kirkman. Rob Kirkman, who uh, he pitched Valentino a zombie comic. Uh, a black a, and white, yeah, zombie a comic. A black and white zombie comic at that. And uh, it, it that comic turned out to be The Walking Dead. And basically, uh, Robert Kirkman uh, was said that people would ask him what the highest selling issue of The Walking Dead was. And he'd say the current issue because each issue outsold the previous as it climbed every month in sales. And I remember when it started out and it blew people's minds because it was just right on the I know now we're like in zombie overkill. But when The Walking Dead came out, it was just there We weren't at Critical Mask and Zombie Stories. And to have this story that just has such a high turnover rate where anyone can go, you just also didn't see that in comics. To Mm -hmm. jump back to something I said previously, where in comic books, people die, they come back, death isn't, it's almost like Dragon Ball Z. Like, (laughs) like if they die, they're like, you're like, oh, they can come back. Where you now have this new comic that not only makes you get attached to these characters but will take you them from you and that's it i mean we don't even want to get started on uh issue 100 that one uh really rocked people's socks and then uh then they went and did it in the tv show and mm-hmm. <laughs> which i mm-hmm. thought they i thought they wouldn't because tv's different people treat tv differently so i got a huge props when they just repeated it on uh, tv and it was funny because there was that level of people being like what and i was like but it, it happened in the comics. It was it happened so much that it overflowed, and TV fans were like, "We still got them here." It's like, all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. They are some of the most loyal fans. Oh yeah, gosh, their fan base is ravenous and exciting. Yeah. So starting in two thousand nine, Image began to really greatly expand the types of comics that it published, and good for them. To yeah. be honest, that's exciting. It is nice to have something like Saga or. You know, which oh, yeah. is like, you know, the sci-fi fantasy doesn't necessarily have to be superhero at like completely. Oh, yeah. You have these really flawed and characters and really adult stories. Very much so. That just explore just everything. So I just wanted to say Saga creator Brian K. Vaughn said of yeah. of Image, I love all the companies I've worked with, but I think Image might be the only publisher left that can still offer a contract I would consider fully creator owned. Saga is really important story to me, so I wanted a guarantee of no content restrictions or other creative interference, and I needed to maintain 100% control and ownership of all non-publishing rights with the artist, including the right to never have our comic turned into a movie or television show or whatever. So fascinating. Yeah, it's so good because that is a a thing, the other side of it. Because there's the one side of it where, like, when it is turned into a TV show or something, you you have the ownership of it. But sometimes you may not want that path. Remember Maybe, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, you may want it to just live on the page. And, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, Image has allowed some weird comics that I think would never exist without the brand existing or maybe it would just under another banner but like sex criminals which is mm-hmm. uh by chip zadarsky and uh matt fraction the concept of it are two people that when they have sex and orgasm they stop time 
So it's a, it's a it's a mature comic, but just the concept of that is just so weird, and like how they find each other is such a weird, and it's like a very human love story on top of that, with also the stuff that they have to deal with having this weird power. I don't think you would see a sex criminal on Marvel pages. I don't think Marvel would even go that deep i mean they do have marvel max which i feel like the only marvel max or which if you don't know marvel max is their kind of mature comics where anything can happen there's only two series that i felt really worked for max that didn't felt force and it was wolverine which like seeing that go full explicit was fun and nick fury and it was like his kind of like side missions. And that was like just straight up James Bond. I think everything else put under Max title just almost forces it because you're like, this person isn't that violent. I don't think they would just. But Wolverine, he will uh, just disembowel someone. And you're seeing that and you're like, oh, yeah, this is <laughs> everything that yes. you've written in Wolverine and kind of stop the breaks at. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to say for those that don't know Saga, which I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. I know you read Saga mm-hmm. as well, Iffy. Definitely check it out. It is adult, uh, so heads up for parents out there. But I mean, also, I, yeah, know, I read stuff. It's when adult I was... in the sense that like Game of Thrones is adult with not even being that 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 much. True, true. Be- like it's not like hentai. It's well, not... I was gonna say it's not like sex criminals. Where if you yeah, hear sex criminals, yeah. you're like. I don't know, um, but like something like Saga is like it just has you know nudity here and there right, when right, right. like it's got a d- out. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. Bleep that now. I'm sorry. It has a boob. Am I allowed to say boob? Yeah. Okay. It has a boob out. But yeah, it's about these two parents that are in love, and they're both from warring races, and they're in a galactic war where they struggle to to care for their daughter, who sometimes narrates the series. As well, it's de- highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's very beautiful. Um, but Fiona Staples, her art is gorgeous. Like, just some of those spreads that you get to, you're just like, you just want to go back and read it just to look at some of these spreads. And it's very beautiful and romantic. And her and Brian K. Vaughn are creating something mm-hmm. extremely beautiful. I do so highly cool. recommend. Yeah, and I'd say just go for the, what I like to do. For, here's a quick comic guide for all my n- newbies to comics. You can buy single issues, which come out on a monthly basis. Or if you have the patience, you can buy trade paperbacks, which collect about, I think, about five issues. Yeah. And they're really quick with Saga to drop the trades. So I would highly suggest doing that because a story like Saga, I cannot read single issue. I have to get a mm-hmm. lot of it at once. Like, waiting a month with Yeah, I insane. saw it. Remember, I forgot. We were like at LA Comic Con or something. Your backpack was full of Saga books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It was well, because so... I let someone borrow one and two and three. <laughs> And it's one of those things where just like books, comics are the same. You let someone borrow some trades, you may never see it again. So I just bought the hardcover back and then everything after that. I was just organizing my trades today. So that's also why I'm like on top of my game with mm-hmm. uh, calling stuff With out. comics. Mm-hmm. I did want to say just closing us out that image sales grew significantly during this period, especially with Saga, to a market share of around 10% in 2015. And an influx of Marvel and DC associated creators began to publish their work with them. And yeah, as of 2016, McFarlane Spawn and Larson Savage Dragon continue as the longest running creator owned titles by Image Partners with over 250 and 200 issues, respectively. And at this point in time, that was back in 2016. So that was. We do know at this point in time, Jamie Foxx is confirmed to be Spawn. Spawn. Mm. Yeah, they, they casted him. We'll see how it goes. Jamie Foxx is an Oscar awarded actor, so I don't want to pretend like he can't step up for, to the role. I just, I don't know. Do you feel like, see, this is what I see because it po- possibly might be R-rated. They haven't said that, but I'm just. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, Knowing I'm guessing, Todd, Todd is a very, yes. like, he wants to be on that I side. mean, especially because they already had that HP. Like, they're, they had an animated show that was spicy. Yeah. So. But I feel like, okay, if it's R-rated, we have Jamie Foxx. We have someone that has a comedy background. I feel like this might be partly also because of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Like, just that fan base of it being, like, not necessarily him, but I'm saying the R-rated comedy-esque superhero. Yeah. Possibly. Not saying that that's what Spawn is, because he's kind of he's much yeah. darker than it, that. It's super dark. Like, this is the one where, like, the freaking Zack Snyder gloom would work like this is the right. like to be honest the original he, spawn was so 
Yeah. Yeah, like he that. should be doing that. Like, if, if I had to pick a superhero movie for Zack Snyder to do, it would be Spawn. But do you think that maybe they want a different... I know that Jamie Foxx can play really serious roles, but I feel yeah. like his comedic background has to probably come into play. I like his drama more than comedy, really? so I really hope okay. that's true. Maybe yeah. Him in collateral, him when he was like goofy shocker, chill. <laughs> like, yeah, chill. then maybe it'll be a mixture. Who knows? I know. Well, where where can people find you, Danny? You have anything to plug? Anything? Right here in the studio. Well, let's see. This is we've already gone to Comic Con. Yep. So you and I are um, probably ba- ba- sick. Yeah. <laughs> we are <laughs> so sick. Future Danny. Yes. Yeah, so catch me at Ms. Danny Fernandez. M S D A N I F E R N A N D E Z. And you can definitely hit up our T Public yeah, page. Yeah. We handed out some shirts at Comic Con. Our Stay Nerdy shirts. I love them. Yeah. They're our logo. Uh, definitely hit up some, get some nerdificent gear, get a, a laptop. I have stickers all over my laptop, and now I'm excited to add our Stay Nerdy <laughs> on there. And remember to, if you like this podcast and want us to keep doing it, please give us five stars on iTunes. It really helps. And we were on the front page. Yeah, yeah. We were on the Comic-Con. They were yeah. promoting for everybody going to Comic-Con, and there was Nerdificent. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of texts and, and pictures and screenshots sent to us. So thank you. That would not have happened without y'all. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. You know me, Ify I F Y N W A D I W E on Twitter and Instagram. If D's on Twitch, lots of the nerd fam coming through, and we do have the Discord. So uh, uh, definitely come in there if you want to chat about Eps. In August, August 11th, I'll be in Portland with White Women uh, from uh, formerly Culture Kings, Carl Tart, uh, doing the Stumptown Improv Fest. So definitely if you are in the P-Town, PDX area, come through and uh, see me do some make ups uh, Maybe shout out a suggestion. We may just ignore it. But besides that, want to give a shout out to, you know, Z Daddy in the booth, young Zach McKeever, uh, you know, Anna, our producer, uh, sitting in with uh, not only the Dan, what's your last name? Dan Goodman, because he's a good, good man. Good bleeping man. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Eve's Jeff Coat and uh, Christopher Hasiotis doing that sweet research for us, getting us uh, super correct with all the info we need to give it to your ears. So thank you once again for coming through. And as always, stay nerdy. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.